morning, everybody. It is July 28th. You guys, we have today, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. Four days left of the month of July. Um, it is less than a month for school to start for the children here in my town. Um, the summer is just flown by. I was telling somebody that it just feels like the summer has flown by and it's just interesting to reflect. And so I invite you to reflect, reflect on your summer, reflect on your spring, reflect on this time since what we call COVID, since it started, reflect on that, reflect on the good and see the growth maybe that you've achieved in your life. And you don't, if you don't feel you have made any growth, then what have you done to make growth? It's good for us to sit back and reflect on history, whether it's history as a country in general, a society in general, or a person, an individual. Reflecting on our history helps us learn and grow. That's why it's so important to learn the history of our nation to learn the history of other cultures because in learning history we view it we analyze it and we learn from the mistakes um i think i've spent the last week really reflecting a lot on a lot of things but it's good to reflect on things in um in a analyzing point of view when you reflect on your life and you go back you don't go back and get caught up in the emotions. You go back and just evaluate and analyze and just critique for, for the future. Be like, hmm, that's something I won't ever do again or that really worked. That's a great tool, I wanna to carry that forward. I know as I reflect, you know, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of, I've had a lot of downfalls. I have my own struggles. I know the last couple of days I've just been so tired and today I just didn't want to do anything. Um, I really just wanted to lay down and go back to bed and not do anything. But that would mean going back on my commitments that I've made to God. And not that he would wouldn't forgive me but what purpose would that serve turning my back on him because that's about what it would amount to so even if I am tired even if I feel like I don't know what it is it's like this negative attachment to me something that won't let me go it just it's like hanging on to me and it won't let me go and just sometimes when I'm really physically exhausted, I can feel it has a little bit more strength in me. If I'm speaking from a spiritual standpoint, that's what it feels like. It feels like there is something spiritually attached to me that keeps dragging me down into this sinkhole of negative thinking and, and like exhaustion and feeling. And it the more tired I am, the little bit stronger that feels. And I don't like that. So I really don't know what it is. 
I've definitely addressed it with God and he just tells me to keep going throughout my day and keep doing the things that he has placed in my day to do. Sometimes that's really hard. So today should be a good day, I hope. So that's, that's about that. So today's daily bread is called Walking God's Way. And the verse comes from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is absolutely true. We all know what's right and wrong. I know there was moments in my life where I knew what was right and I chose the wrong way. And there was moments I knew what was wrong and I, I didn't follow it. I know there was a specific moment after I got out of jail. Oh, I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> I was in somebody's presence and they were doing something that was a very toxic behavior. And it was going on right in front of me. And I could have went one or two ways. I could have stood up and said, this is not who I am and I will not be part of this. Or I could have caved in to coping yet once again with a different coping mechanism and falling into that toxic behavior again. It would have been so easy because it was right there and the person involved would have never, would have never thought to say you shouldn't because they were obviously doing it right in front of me. So when your peers are behaving in a negative way, then you too will follow that. And it was right then I had this real battle in me and God was just like, he did. He goes, no, you can't. You have too much ahead of you to go down this road even once. And I sat there and I knew he was right. And I turned my back on that situation and I propelled closer to God. And I'm not gonna lie and said it, say it was an easy thing because God really was the only person in my life at the moment. And I really had nobody else to turn to. And this propelled a lot of issues in my life, having turned my back and went against my peer, so to speak. But it was in that moment that that voice of God strengthened and I knew I did the right thing. I did the right thing for me spiritually, for me physically, for me emotionally. And I finally stood up and did what was right. And even though it was a little like flesh hard to go through that decision process where it would have just been easy. Who am I hurting? And that's the thought process we go through. When we sit and we're faced with a choice of, of doing something that is not right for us, whether it's using a substance or a behavior, our mind goes, what does it matter? I'm not hurting anybody but myself. And it's that internal battle of 
it's it's for me. I want to do it. I want to be happy. That's a selfish thought. We are now in bondage spiritually to Satan. We have become his vessel when we get stuck in that mindset of I just want to do what makes me happy and I'm not hurting anybody else. When in fact, when we partake in those negative behaviors and negative actions in the world, we always are hurting somebody other than ourselves. There's always somebody else that will get affected with our behaviors, our toxicity. There always is. And spiritually, it drags us down and it makes us sick. So we're not just hurting ourselves. We're, we're, or we're not just hurting other people, but we are hurting ourselves. Other people will bear the brunt of our behaviors. Because when you start partaking in toxic, negative behaviors, um, substance abuse and all of that, you begin to outwardly in behaviors portray a negative person. And the people around you will have to tolerate, put up with, and deal with that negative uh, behavior that you are displaying out into the world. So somebody always gets hurt by your choices not just you. So when we get into that mind struggle of, it's for me, I'm not hurting anybody else, and I just want to be happy, that is our brain, Satan in the bondage, trying to justify sucking us back in to that toxic world. Because once you do it once, it's over. Like, it's a battle to get out of that pit. I've done a video on this. When we get stuck, I, I ain't gonna lie, I didn't think this would come up, but it's gonna come up, I guess. So here's the pit, right? Toxic. Hell. Okay, this is um, isolation. Depression. Anxiety. Suicide's in here. I can't spell, sorry. Okay. So here we are as people walking around. You know, there's all kinds of people. Okay. And this is where all the toxic behaviors are at too. We're talking, um, you know, substance abuse. Illegal activities. Selfish behaviors. Okay, all of that. When you get sucked in here, Now you've fallen in. I never claim to be a great artist, you guys. Okay, now here's somebody who's fallen in there, right? How are you gonna get out? I'm gonna draw that better. Here's a person now, down in the pit. Four choices. Okay, down in the pit, 
How do you get out of that pit? You can't. The only way is to ask God to help you climb out, but other people cannot help you. Otherwise, they get sucked into the pit. And other people within the pit, they can't help you because they're stuck in the pit. And if they try to help you get out, are you going to turn? You know, it's just when you get stuck in there, it's hard to get out. So when we make selfish choices, when we get sucked into that pit, that bondage, we get stuck. And I think that's what I'm trying to like not get sucked into these last few days is that I get sucked into a mental bondage of, Ooh, I just get irritated and I get cranky and I just don't want to be around people and I don't want to give out. I just want to be left alone. And God's trying to work with me to create relationships outward and I really just like, I don't want to. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't fall into that. It's a hard thing sometimes when you come from a history of being in the pit. It's easy to get sucked back in. Satan knows just how to do it. So there's a nice little analogy, you guys, and I hope that makes sense. So God is always directing us to avoid that pit. But you have a choice. We always have a choice. You hear this. You have a choice. And I've heard so many people go, well, I didn't choose to be in jail. But you made the choices that got you there. I didn't choose this life, but you made the choices to get the life you have. I didn't choose this life, but my choices led me to where I'm at today. Good or bad. So as the story goes, <clears throat> we're going this way, I said as I touched my son's shoulder and redirected him through the crowd to follow his mom and sisters in front of us. I had done this more often as the day wore on in the amusement park of our family that our family was visiting. He was getting tired and more easily distracted. Why can't he just follow them, I wondered. Then it hit me. How often do I do exactly the same thing? How often do I fear from obediently walking with God, enchanted by the temptations to pursue what I want instead of seeking his ways? Think of Isaiah's words from God for Israel. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Earlier in the chapter, God had rebuked his people for their rebelliousness, but they would trust his strength instead of their own ways. He promised to show his graciousness and compassion. One expression of God's graciousness is his promise to guide us by his spirit. This happens as we talk to him about our desires and ask in prayer what he has for us. I'm thankful God patiently directs us day by day, step by step, as we trust him and listen for his voice. What have you been tempted to go your own way instead of obeying God? How can you trust him more? Father, you've promised to guide us through the ups and downs and decisions we face in life. Help us to trust and follow you and actively listening to your guiding, actively listen to your guiding voice. Amen. This is really beautiful and it's quite unique that it fell on today because, you know, I do have to trust God through some of these times and I believe I am going through some spiritual warfare of sorts that I don't quite have a grasp on yet. 
I don't. Just sometimes I'll go through it and I'll have to trust God what he's taking me through. Like right now, I don't understand the full concept of what's going on with me spiritually. But I do trust God that he will bring me through it. And even though I was down and I wanted to go back to sleep this morning and part of me was really angry like I don't like that I feel this way I thought I came out of this like what is this but at the end of it all I'm still going to do everything he asked me to do and it's oftentimes in these moments that the verses that bring true to me will come through when I need them the most. I was even dreaming last night. I think I woke up at like three and I was dreaming of Bible verses and I woke up like, thank you, God. I don't know what I was dreaming about, but obviously I needed that verse. <laughs> and it was the one about um, rejoicing in our struggles and perseverance, building character and character, building hope and hope is given to us by the Holy Spirit. Because see, sometimes, you know, I... Like there's this thing that I'm reaching for and I, I sometimes just don't believe. And I, I don't want to say that because I do believe in God. I just don't trust human flesh. I, I don't put my expectation and faith in human flesh. And so it's a hard thing to sit there and say, I don't trust people, but I do trust God because I should if I don't trust people, then I don't trust God. I believe it's in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 that says, if, if you hate man, then you hate God. You cannot say you love God and hate man. That would be a lie. And I believe this is true for all emotions. And in fact, I'm going to look it up just to make sure I have the right one. Because when I read that, it really hit home that this is true. Like you can't, you can't hate somebody and then fully love God. First John chapter four, verse 20. Where's it at? If anyone says, I love God yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And with that, it's because God created us with his hands. God created each of us. So he put a piece of himself in each and every one of us. So when we sit and we say, I hate, um, I hate somebody, that means we hate God as well because a piece of God resides in each and every one of us. And that's what makes each and every one of us just as valuable as the next. Um, so when I say... And this is me working it out, you guys. <laughs> when I say it's hard to trust people, that means that I'm saying that it's hard to trust God. You know, and I'm in a deep conversation with God about this, but I'm being very open about this struggle because I'm not the only one. And if we never talk about our spiritual struggles and we come off like we're perfect, like I know everything and God has me all the way and it's just so beautiful and it's roses and flowers and butterflies, then nobody's ever going to think that they can achieve growing close to God because they themselves on the inside are just torn apart. And it, you know, that's, that's the process is feeling torn apart. So in saying that when we don't trust people is we really don't trust God. 
So tempted to go your own way. For me, tempted to go my own way is just to remove myself and go to sleep and not deal with the commitments of my day. You know, and how to trust God more is just to do it, just to trust God. Just do the things he asks you to do and see what happens. That's all you can do. There's, there's no way for God to stroke this magical wand and for you to suddenly trust him. You have to allow God to build that trust with you. And in, in him building that trust with you means you have to walk with him in his word. And you have to trust each step you take, whether you feel like it or not. And there are days, there are so many days, I did not feel like I could do it because it wasn't in my heart. But that didn't matter to God. He said, I just want you to do it anyway. He still loved me anyway. And he was walking right beside me anyway. And the moments I stopped walking, he carried me anyway, because he doesn't give up on what he started in somebody. So trust that if you take the step forward with God and his word, and you follow him with his word, he will get you to the end. I do believe in that. And I do believe in God have a lot of faith in God. So this is a very interesting one that falls in a very interesting time. You guys are catching me in a, a very tug and pull spiritually in my life right now in this moment and today. I'm probably going to be going through some stuff just like emotionally. I'll be just like, I'll feel it very emotionally. Um, but it is in being honest with God, just like I'm being honest with you guys right now. I'm even more so vulnerable with God. He knows exactly how I feel. He's heard the worst of it. He's seen the best of it. And he still loves me through it. And I love him for being here with me through it. And that's the difference in having God and believing within him and having a relationship with him. I have somebody to go through these things with. I'm not alone. And that's the difference. Like before in my struggles, going alone was a very lonely, isolated road. It was the pit. Like I was alone. With God, you don't go near the pit. Like you're not alone. He's walking with you. So this is a very, very interesting, beautiful daily bread. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and really reflect on you know, I more so a challenge as in reflect on your life, reflect on this year, reflect on the last, you know, six months since the beginning of the year. Reflect on when you have been given a choice to go one way or another and you chose the wrong way or you chose the right way. Then really analyze your feelings and analyze what, start critically thinking about how your life propelled from that choice. Say, if we look back on the instance I gave right out of jail where I could have chose falling into a toxic, you know, behavior, and I didn't, when I actually sit and reflect on myself, I'm very proud of myself now that I didn't succumb to the flesh desires of this world. It made me spiritually stronger. It made me physically stronger. I did the right thing and I feel confident about it. It wasn't easy in the moment, but when I reflect on it, I feel great about myself. When I've made poor choices and I've reflected, reflect on how that 
has propelled your life? What happened after those choices? And when you start reflecting on what consequences come after your choices, you start deciding, I don't want to do that again versus that really worked for me. It's in analyzing our choices and knowing which ones are true to us and which ones are not that we start becoming a better version of ourselves. Because a decision and a choice, they're neither right nor wrong. They're just choices. You make a choice and you learn from it. So don't over analyze yourself and beat yourself up with it. A choice is a choice. There's no right or wrong. You either, you're going to learn about yourself and it's either going to, it's all going to move you in a direction closer to knowing yourself better. Just some come with negative consequences and you have to bear the responsibility of those consequences. And that's where a lot of people struggle is they don't want to bear the responsibility of what their choices bring. They don't want to be wrong. People are scared to be wrong in front of others. And I believe that because I have been wrong so many times in my life, I don't fear being wrong. I've been wrong. I'll, I'll, I've been wrong even yesterday. I'll probably be wrong at something today and I'm okay with being wrong. And I'm okay with going and saying, I'm really sorry I was wrong. And I've done that. I've been wrong. And that's okay that I'm wrong because I'm human and I'm not perfect. But when people come to making choices, when you come to that road of making this choice or that choice, people are so scared of being wrong that if they make a choice, they, they back away from actually making a choice and many people take a back seat in life and just follow others. You have to take and sit in the front with God. You have to learn to sit in front with God and you have to learn to start making choices and following God's directions so you become a good leader, you become a good choice maker. For me as a single mom, I have to allow God to teach me these things so that my children can see from me how to be a good critical thinker, a good leader, good at making choices, and good at admitting when I'm wrong, like taking accountability for all the choices I make, whether they're good or bad. So I love you guys. I hope you really reflect on this last year. I hope your July has been going amazing. I hope today's a beautiful day for you. God bless.